There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quartz 96 FM. We're getting messages about the situation with regard to houses. This is from Erin, who can't take a call because she's at work, but she said, I'm listening in here. We're currently house hunting. We viewed houses outpriced on most of them. We viewed one last week, asking price 275. We're told an offer is currently gone in on 337. We honestly have no hope. We didn't even get to view some houses as they went to cash buyers. Prices are going up. And I think Charlie from the Irish Independent was on with me a couple of weeks ago about this. Prices are going up at the same kind of rate that they went up in 2007 and 2008. And that is scary because we all know what happened then. But in between all of this, you've got international funds coming in and buying up rakes of houses off the plans before a brick is laid. Now, the developers love it because it puts money in their bank to build the houses, money that they wouldn't have to negotiate with the banks to get. It puts a nice little chunk of change in any developer's bank account so they can go and build their houses and sell them on for profit. But, of course, it drives the price of houses up for young people trying to get into the market. And is it legal? Yes, is it right? Uh, clearly and obviously not. Is it something we can stop? We don't know whether we can or not. We really don't know whether we can or not because of the fact it's useful to the developers who are trying to build houses. Owen Bryn is Sinn Féin's uh, housing spokesman, joins me by phone. Owen, good morning to you. Good morning to you, PJ. Uh, I, I guess that has to be taken into account in that a developer who wants to, bi- to, to build three or 400 houses wants cash in the bank. And if the investor is prepared to buy 100 houses, 200 houses, and put the cash in the bank before there's a brick laid, then that's a win-win for the developer. So they're not going to want to stop this. Well, BJ, first of all, there are two different kinds of investors. There's the investor that's partners with a builder and an architect. They buy land, they get planning permission, and they build homes to rent or buy. No problem with that. We want as much of that all day long. The particular category of investor that is at the center of of the storm uh, last week is a group of people who don't invest in the building of homes. They wait until somebody else has done that, and then they swoop in and they buy up blocks of homes. And the problem is is that uh, not only is it not right, uh, it is the direct result of government policy that has given these uh, uh, funds enormous tax advantages. They pay no tax on the rent roll, they pay no capital gains tax when they sell, they pay low stamp duty. Uh, uh, and therefore, they are able to outbid everybody else. In fact, there was a story in the Business Post uh, uh, on the Sunday just gone 
saying that these funds, funds that come in after the fact and buy up the homes after they're built, can outbid other buyers by as much as €80,000. So your key question is, can it be stopped? And the answer is yes, uh, and it needs to be stopped as quickly as possible. Uh, and how you do it is two, two ways. First of all, you end these outrageous tax advantages that this category of investors have. These tax advantages were introduced explicitly for this purpose. They've been part of government policy, both for commercial and residential development uh, under Fine Gael, mm-hmm. and unfortunately supported by Fianna Fáil. And those tax advantages need to go. And then the second thing is we need to reform our planning system because, look, we need more rental properties. Nobody disputes that. And we need more affordable properties for owner-occupiers, first-time buyers and other people looking to put a roof over their heads. So we need to reform the planning system so that it is very clear when planning permissions are granted, whether this is a rental scheme, whether it's a a for-purchase scheme or a mixture, depending on what is needed. Uh, That needs to be both emergency uh, legislation to cover the stuff that's been built at the minute, but also a permanent change so that we can properly plan our cities. Like I'm, I'm just looking at Cork City here, right? Mm. And, and the rise in house prices, rental prices, has been frightening in the last year. House prices have gone up over 11% in mm-hmm. the city. Uh, rent over 4.5%. Uh, well, so if you look at example, that message that I just read out there, yeah, Owen, and I've, I've asked listeners to come, come and give me their experiences, but there's someone yeah. going bidding on a house at 275000 337 before they even go to the next I, stage. I, I, Absolutely, and, and and the average sales price of a home uh, at the moment in Cork City is over €300,000. And, of course, new-built properties would be more expensive again. And the big worry, of course, is while these institutional investors have been primarily focused on Dublin and the commuter belt, we know from their investment analyses that they publish that they're now eyeing up Cork City, Galway City, Waterford, Sligo, etc. So, of course, if you throw them into the mix, house prices will continue to accelerate. Well, what I would say, PJ, and, and you and I have spoken about this before, What Cork City urgently needs is government to step in and heavily invest in the direct delivery of really good quality affordable homes for working people to rent or buy. The Economic and Social Research Institute on Sunday called for something that in fact I and Sinn Féin have been calling for for years, which is a doubling of capital investment by government in public housing. That's not just social housing. It's mm. also affordable homes for people to buy and affordable homes like, for, for the, people the to The term work. affordable house is, is bandied about, Owen. And last week we had that astonishing figure for Cork. Yeah, that affordable. For, now, now, straight away those who, who will defend that figure will tell you, well, that's a cap. That's as much as it can cost. But And here's, here's the problem, PJ. We know from things like rent pressure zones, caps very quickly become targets. And think about it this way, right? Because the maximum extra uh, uh, borrowing you can make under Darrell Bryan's crazy pro-developer shared equity scheme is 90000 So if today I can buy a house in Cork for the average price of a, of, of, of a property of 310000 right? Tomorrow, after this scheme is introduced, the developer knows I can borrow another 90000 and they're going to try and sell me the same house for 400000 So this is what become targets that developers move towards. Now, Darrell O'Brien dismisses that. He says that's not going to happen because the system is designed for that not to happen. He... And, and, and how, can, how can he stop that? Because I have to bring to the table a maximum 3.5 times gross uh, income uh, mortgage as approved by the central bank. So if my deposit and my loan take me to 310000 but if the developer knows I can borrow another ninety, the developer is going to try and sell to me for 400000 That's what's going to happen here. And Darrell O'Brien is dismissing not just the views of the opposition, he's dismissing the concerns of the Central Bank, the Economic and Social Research Institute, and a host of yeah. economists. It is important to point out, like, this, is, this isn't just 
uh, a government versus opposition argument here. I, I'm reading many newspaper articles of experts in the housing market at many, many levels saying this is the wrong thing to be doing. Can, can I say this, PJ? I, I read the Sunday papers, uh, as I always do, and every single paper, every single one, from the Sunday Independent to the Business Post uh, uh, to the others, had commentary by their business editors or by economists or housing experts, all saying the scheme was a very dangerous one. But let, let's get back to affordability, because people know there's an affordability crisis. They don't need you or I to remind them. What they want to know is how we're going to fix it. Yes. And for example, an affordable house in Cork City should be €200,000 um, uh, for a standard two or three bed. Rents in Cork, an affordable rent in Cork, should be below €800, Euros and preferably seven to 600 And how you deliver that is significant increases in government investment. It is virtually free for government to borrow to invest in capital infrastructure at the moment. And through our local authorities, approved housing bodies, community housing trusts, cooperatives, we build large volumes of really good quality homes, apartments, duplexes, houses. Mm. And then we sell them. Do, and we do, do we go back to what houses. happened... Um, you know, Owen, do we go back to what happened in the 50s and 60s where we were broke, the nation was banjaxed, broke, but, you know, back in the day, leaders like Sean Lamas built tens of thousands, whole swathes of Cork City were, were public council housing. Ballyfihan, Toker, all those, were all public council housing. Tens of thousands of them around the country. Is that what we go back to? Well, first of all, not only did governments do that, but they also provided grants and long-term low-interest finance for people in urban and rural Ireland to build and buy their own homes as well. So actually the overall level of, of investment in housing in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, right up to the early 80s, was very, very substantial. I think what we need to do is we need to take the best of what happened before and we need to update and modernise it. So, for example... You know, what we need is we need really good quality uh, residential developments that have some social housing in them, some affordable rental housing in them, have affordable purchase housing, as well as good quality uh, amenities, green space, close to public transport, particularly in our city centres. There's swathes of land, and you know better than I do, in Cork City, for example, uh, that's lying idle, that's lying vacant, that should be used not only to revitalise the city and the commercial trade there, but also to give people affordable homes uh, close to where they work, close to where they go to school uh, and where they socialise. But the only people who can lead that investment is central government through our local authorities. And therefore, you know, government is only going to spend about 1.2, 1.3 billion in public housing provision this year. It needs to be about 2.8, 2.9 billion. But where would that money come you, from, Owen? Ab- absolutely. And, and More borrowing? There, ha- there has never been a better time uh, to borrow uh, uh, at almost zero interest rates. Yeah, but our, look at the size of our national debt already. I mean, it's, it, our national it is, debt is but, colossal. But, but here's the important thing. Because of COVID-19, a lot of commercial and private sector construction activity is going, isn't going to happen uh, as quickly as it was otherwise going to happen. That means there's construction sector workers whose immediate employment future is in jeopardy. If the state steps in, not only do we build people affordable homes, which means they have more disposable income in their pockets to spend in the local economy, so you get an economic boost from that, but we keep those construction workers on construction sites, the architects, the quantity surveyors, uh, the mm. administrative staff, and they generate more tax revenue. And the very yeah, but we're adding, ESRI, to, we're adding to an already colossal national debt. The, the, the very fact that the ESRI, one of the most cautious economic think tanks mm. in the state, are arguing for exactly that policy shows it is the right economic policy now. What was the big mistake we made after the crash in 2007 and 8? We cut, or not we, but Fianna Fáil, uh, Fine Gael and Labour, 
cut capital investment in critical infrastructure. That meant not only were we not able to build when it was cheaper to do so, but huge numbers of people lost their jobs, emigrated and went social welfare. We need to learn the mistake of not doing that uh, again. Now is the time to borrow cheaply, invest in critical infrastructure. Mm. Housing is one of the key ones. Obviously, green energy and public transport are the others. But it makes economic sense. And in fact, the European Union are even urging this through the European Investment Bank and other such vehicles. When I talked to employers pre-COVID, they were saying the biggest challenge they had was increasing wage claims by workers faced with ever-increasing costs of renting and buying. That is going to accelerate because of COVID. So now is the time to deliver really good quality, affordable homes to rent or buy for working people. It's cheaper for government to do it. We have the workers who desperately need to be kept in employment. Uh, and everybody, uh, bar Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael, unfortunately, mm. are arguing the same thing. So why do you think, why do you think, Owen, and this is a political point, I'm trying to be apolitical here, just listen to alternative points of view. Why do you think that if they're being told, not just by Sinn Féin, but by the ESRI, by by people like Lark and Sir uh, in, in the Dublin TUD, another, another expert, why is it if so many people, like there's an old saying, like if 10 people tell you you're dead, lie down. Why are the government ignoring all of these experts and driving ahead with this? So I think Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael in particular have been wedded to this idea that the private sector is better at delivering housing to meet social and affordable supply. They've been uh, leading this policy charge for 30 years. Over the last five, six, seven years, everybody else has moved to the position that, in fact, it's increased interventions we need at this point, as well as better regulation of the private rental sector and private investment sector. So the, the last people to join the consensus are Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael. I, I think what's interesting is they're now beginning to talk the language of a different policy direction, but they haven't implemented it yet. And the proof of the pudding is in the money. If in the budget they announce a doubling of capital investment in public homes to meet social and affordable housing need, then I think we've finally uh, uh, broken the back of this problem. And while we're not going to fix it overnight, over a number of years things will change. But they are so wedded to this idea that big private investment funds, big private developers uh, do this better, contrary to the reality of an ever-growing number of people. I suppose they'd argue we can't borrow any more money. We're borrowed to to the wazoo. So I, I suppose the crucial thing is is borrowing for current expenditure is always risky. Uh, uh, we're borrowing a lot for COVID-19, current expenditure, the PUP, etc. But that's temporary. Borrowing for investment in critical infrastructure is not the same because you get an economic dividend, you generate jobs, you generate disposable income, you give a boost to your local economy. And therefore, and the European Union is saying this, uh, as well as the ESRI and others, now is the time for governments right across Europe to borrow at virtually free interest rates and invest in the critical infrastructure that we need, public transport, green energy, uh, and good quality affordable homes. Because if we don't do that now, when we get to the other side of COVID, uh, we're going to have an even bigger housing crisis, but we're also going to have a broader economic crisis because, of course, we mm. won't be keeping people in jobs, paying tax, and spending money in their local economy. And in a city and county like Cork, direct government investment in large volumes of good quality affordable homes uh, uh, for people to rent and buy will have such a multiplier effect on your local economy mm. because mm. you'll be employing local workers, you'll be spending money in the local economy, employing uh, materials from local suppliers, local quarries, etc. You know, it just makes such eminent sense. What we cannot have is the vulture funds that are currently driving up house prices in Dublin uh, uh, setting their sights on Cork City and the commuter belt and doing to, to your good county and, and, and the good people of Cork City and County what they're currently doing in my constituency in West Dublin or the likes of Kildare and Meath 
We need to shut down that negative, expensive investment and get the right kind of investment, both public and private, into delivering the affordable homes that working people both need and rightly deserve. OK. Oh, and leave it there. Thank you very much for being with us on The Opinion and in Cork 96FM. That is uh, on a win. Uh, Sinn Féin uh, spokesman on housing. Cork's 96FM. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.